A reading from Matthew. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that someone took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all the seeds, but when it has grown, it is the greatest of shrubs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and make nests in the branches. He told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which someone found and hid. Then in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and caught fish of every kind. When it was full, they drew it ashore, sat down, and put the good into baskets, but threw out the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous, and throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all this? They answered, yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like the master of a household who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. Hi, everybody. When Jesus told his parables describing what the kingdom of heaven was like, it's interesting to notice that he didn't talk about streets lined with gold or pearly gates or any other of the glorious biblical images of an otherworldly place with no more pain, no more sorrow, no more tears. Instead of inviting us to look at the far away and fantastic, Jesus pictured a heavenly kingdom that is nearby, that occurs right before our eyes, right in the midst of life, and is discovered in the everyday nooks and crannies of living. In things very easily overlooked, often taken for granted. In today's gospel, things like seeds and shrubs, yeast and flour, hidden treasures right under our feet, valuable pearls just waiting to be discovered. So why would Jesus describe the kingdom of heaven in such down-to-earth, familiar, simple, and common images? For the past few Sundays, our gospel readings have been focusing our attention on the parables of Jesus that are recorded in the 13th chapter of Matthew's gospel. And if you've been with us, you know that they've been parables about seeds and how they fare in different types of soil, describing God's word and the range of human responsiveness to it. Parables about weeds entangled with the wheat, describing the tangle of good and evil in our world and in us, promising God's ultimate victory over evil, God's solitary ability to sort it out without destroying, damaging the good. This morning, however, while we're still in the garden or on the farm to begin with, we quickly move into the kitchen, then out on a treasure hunt, and then digging for oysters even, tossing out fishing nets. The kingdom of heaven, Jesus says, is like a tiny mustard seed that will grow into a huge bush, like a small amount of yeast that will infiltrate and enliven a large lump of dough, like a treasure that someone unexpectedly trips over in a field when they weren't even looking for it. It's also like a precious pearl found after a long and diligent search, and for good measure, like a net 
gathering a wide variety of fish. Now, Jesus said that his parables weren't for everyone, and sometimes they even served to confuse or keep clueless some of his opponents. But for those with eyes to see and ears to listen, Jesus said that they were the clear proclamation of things that have been right before our eyes, right under our feet, ever since the world was created. Parables were intended to help people see what they didn't see before, or maybe better, seeing familiar things in new ways, seeing God lurking in the ordinary, in things that you'd look at and touch and handle and see every day. Jesus' parables, therefore, were about discovery, about stripping away veils, coverings, not so much about new realities or new lessons as they were about seeing things that have been there all the time, yet now seeing them in ways we haven't been able to see them before. About the extraordinariness of the ordinary, the wonder in the routine, the miracles hidden in the day-to-day. -day. Farmers, after all, have planted seeds for as long as there have been farmers. Some of those seeds that they planted have always grown and others not. Birds have swiped seeds for as long as there have been birds. Weeds have choked plants and grown tangled with wheat for ages. Small seeds, too, have yielded large trees. And all at the same time, bakers have known for generations that just a little bit of yeast is all it takes to leaven large amounts of flour. There have always been some lucky stiffs that have stumbled over great treasures, won the lottery, picked the right horse, drawn the lucky card, even met the love of their life at a clergy meeting. Others, meanwhile, have worked and worked and searched and searched before having their labors rewarded. Big nets, too, have gathered large numbers of fish, and fisherfolk have sorted them out on the shore for centuries. These things that Jesus describes in his parables are all so familiar, all such ordinary things that happen over and over to ordinary people living their ordinary lives. These are things that happen all around us, all the time. So, what Jesus' parables mostly do, therefore, is invite us to see the holy wonder behind these common experiences, to be amazed again and anew by these ordinary things. To see the full-grown plant, for instance, in every tiny seed, to see more of and miss fewer of the treasures that we trip over every day, and most of all, to see the presence and power and purpose of God permeating all of life. Those stories of Jesus about dirt and rocks and weeds and plants and people and bread and pearls and fish show us how to perceive heaven in, with, and under, and behind all of life, taking shape, sprouting up with purpose and a goal, growing toward a certain harvest to come. And then when Jesus comes to the end of all those down-to-earth stories, he says that a scribe or a disciple who is trained to discern that kingdom would bring out of his treasure both what is old and what is new. A trained, discerning person would see old things in new ways, would discover new truths and old certainties, would walk through daily routines always expecting to be surprised by God.
a trained disciple like the Apostle Paul, for example, who according to today's second reading, when he found himself in his weaknesses unable to come up with words to pray, a weakness not all that uncommon to faithful people, as we've said recently, especially when life gets stressful or painful or trying, Paul somehow perceived that even then, precisely then, even when prayer came hardest and seemed the most futile, a full-blown miracle was actually happening. The Holy Spirit was praying in his place, in his stead, interceding with sighs too deep for words. Paul, a guy who spent the first part of his life trying to snuff out the Christian gospel and then the rest of it trying to spread it everywhere he could to every corner of the world, somehow he could look at the mix of weeds and wheat that was his own existence and say with confidence that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to God's purpose. Paul saw the extraordinariness of the ordinary the miracles and treasures lit hidden in the day-to-day. So, whether you are a scientist or a street sweeper, a student or a teacher, a farmer or a fisherman, a politician or a preacher, these parables are for you an, op- an invitation to discover treasures hidden in the fields of your endeavors, valuable pearls waiting to be found in common things, casting your nets and seeing what fills them, about God stripping away veils so that we can see things that have been there all the time in ways that we haven't been able to see them before. Which is very much, in fact, like the things we do when we gather for worship, whether it's in person or online, coming together to hear old, even ancient words, but listen to them as a new word from God looking for new insights in long-held traditions, and then in that sacrament that we've missed for so long, getting to taste and see in ordinary bread and wine the real presence of Christ, crucified and risen for us. The kingdom of heaven is like that, Jesus says, like a tiny mustard seed, like a treasure hidden in a field, like a pearl of great value, like a net gathering fish of every kind, like the hidden wonders in daily life. Jesus' parables invite us to see that holy wonder behind the common, everyday experiences of life and to be amazed again and again by these ordinary things. To see treasures that we trip over every day. To discern the full-grown plants in their tiny seeds. To hear the sighs of the Spirit that undergird our prayers, and most of all, to trust the presence and power and purpose of the God permeating all of it, and the love of Christ that nothing in all creation can ever take away. So, could it then be for us that the kingdom of heaven is like a preacher talking into a tiny cell phone camera, a message that gets uploaded to YouTube and can be seen by who knows who anytime they want? Or that the kingdom of heaven is like a bunch of people sitting out in a parking lot and sharing communion on a Sunday morning out of those little peely cups while a presider stands on the back of a tow truck? 
or that the kingdom of heaven is like people wearing face masks, not because it will help them avoid infection as much as it will help stop them from inadvertently spreading a virus that they don't even realize they have to others. Or that the kingdom of heaven is like a gentle rain after weeks of drought or like a rainbow that follows an evening thunderstorm. Maybe what Jesus is mostly trying to teach us is that when it comes to understanding the kingdom of heaven, it's best to just let mystery and imagination hold sway so that we might discover the holy wonder in the most ordinary and mundane places. Because Jesus claims it is in the midst of such pedestrian goings-on that we discover the precious truth and treasure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.